Listener Production. Best day of the week for the Aussie share market. And find out how we performed over the course of this week and the main factors that drove the moves. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday the 23rd of February. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura, happy Friday. Happy Friday. We made it. It's felt very long this week. It's been a busy week. What an accomplishment. It certainly was a very busy week and uh, it looks like we're going to finish off the week with the best performance over the past five days. I know. It's pretty good, right? So over the past five days, we've only fallen for two of the five sessions, which is pretty good. And at the moment, it does look like we are going to end just slightly in negative territory, which isn't too bad. Mostly flat. Yeah. And we're only slightly lower, of course, as you pointed out over the course of the week, but really three of the past five days, the market has barely budged. And what we've seen is our share market wiping out last week's improvements. So it's not really surprising to see our market plateauing a little at the moment, partly because, you know, we're largely sitting at record highs. I mean, we almost got there on Monday, couldn't quite get there, got to within a quarter of a percent of that. But, um, you know, we had a lot happening this week as well. We certainly did. We've had a lot of company results being released, which has been one of the main focuses here in Australia. In fact, it was the biggest week for company earnings for February. And what we've really been seeing is quite a mixed outcome. So it's been split 50-50. So they've sort of cancelled each other out. And that explains why we've had those flat days. We've had a few big pieces of economic data coming out this week as well. We had the RBA minutes. Yeah, we had the RBA minutes, which was important. Um, That actually weighed on the market earlier in the week, uh, partly because the RBA was considering raising interest rates in February. And that was a bit of a surprise, right? A, a little. I mean, there was an expectation that would be the, the case, I think, broadly speaking. Um, you know, wouldn't it probably be more surprising if they were absolutely not considering a rate hike at all, but they kind of signaled that they are still open to doing so in the future. So in addition to this, we had that update on wages, which was closely watched uh, midweek, and that also was a little hotter than expected. So the yeah. bottom line was that it uh, raised questions around the timing of that first rate cut. And that was why we didn't do so well for a couple of days. And of course, if we're looking at things that came out of overseas, uh, so on Friday uh, last week, we had business inflation numbers coming out of the US. Of course, our first chance to respond to that was on Monday. So that fall on Friday led us into a bit of a softer day on Monday. And of course, we had results out from NVIDIA yesterday. And that... uh, Shot the lights out, really. Absolutely. And that was one reason why US markets did so well last night. So the S&P 500 hit a record. Uh, The NASDAQ, which is very uh, tech-heavy and tech-focused, had its best day in over a year. And NVIDIA's results saw its shares lifting about 16%. And the fact that it's the third or fourth largest stock on the US market, depending which day you look, that certainly went a long way in, in pushing markets higher. In terms of what happened across the sectors this week, we're seeing that tech did absolutely best up Mm. around 3.2% as we speak. Utilities up there as well, of course, quite a small sector. And then financials up there as a third best. Going the other way, though, consumer staples down most. And then real estate was the second worst, followed by the materials sector. Now, if we look at particular stocks, so the best performer over the course of the week was the construction materials company CSR. That was on the back of a $4.3 billion takeover offer from a French building company. Uh, going the other way, though, strike energy was the worst after alerting investors to a gas well issue. Yeah, let's look at some of the stocks today because there's quite a few companies in focus, lots of news, lots of profit results. 
Yeah, well, Block Inc. was one that caught my eye. That's the owner of Afterpay. They've really been soaring in today's session on the back of its profit results that generally beat expectations. Now, we said this at the beginning of earnings season that when a company surprises with its numbers on the upside, this can really cause a stock to have quite a filled day. So another thing that's a big factor when we're looking at company earnings is the guidance. And again, Block's guidance was a head of forecasts saying that gross profit over the full year will be at least 15% higher than last year. A quick run through of its numbers, which were all in US dollars, by the way, because of course it is a US company. Block made 5.8 billion US dollars in sales revenue that was up 24% year-on-year, year, gross profit of just over $2 billion, half of which was generated from its cash app, but its net operating loss for the quarter was higher. It also just started using AI to improve efficiencies in its business, especially uh, for its customer-facing teams. And they've done a good job at reducing costs, particularly by bringing their wor- workforce below 12,000 employees. So overall, their focus on cost reduction and growth has helped the business do pretty well. And today, Block Inc. shares up 16.5% as we speak. Woodside shares up by just one cent, so almost completely flat to uh, $30.51. It uh, made a deal today with Japan's largest importer of liquefied natural gas to sell a 15% stake in a big gas venture in WA. It intends to buy six LNG cargoes from Woodside starting in 2026 as well. So it gives it a bit more certainty about the sale of some of that product. Now, Woodside's going to be officially posting its profit results next week. And the fact that it's not only Australia's largest energy stock, but it's the 11th biggest company outright, that's something that could move markets around a bit. Over the year, it pumped out a record amount of oil and gas and oil prices have been a little mixed. Gold miner Newmont Corporation, which just bought out Newcrest not too long ago, was a stock going the other way today. They were actually down. Its shares hit an all-time low, but of course, this statement doesn't hold that much weight since they were only listed in October last year here in Australia. Its latest results showed that the acquisition of Newcrest increased its operating expenses over the quarter, leading to a cash flow loss of $304 million US dollars. But its sales were up and the cost savings that Newmont will experience Experience by next year will make it all worth it. Brambles up around half a percent. That's the pallet maker. Not much movement in its share price, but it's up about 11% this year and it's in its fourth straight year of gains as well. So in its profit results, it said it's had a 17% lift in profit over the six months to December, making 392 million US dollars. It also raised its profit goals for 2024 and also lifted its dividend by a good 22%. So it's going to pay out 15 cents US per share. So it's helped by a continued lift in prices that it's charging its customers, but also a drop in lumber. So it's cheaper to make its pallets and also fuel prices and freight rates have been dropping. So that's made it cheaper to move those pallets from A to B. A stock we haven't talked about before is Lifestyle Communities. Now, this is a property company which basically lets homeowners lease out their land whilst still owning your home. So it makes it easier uh, to buy a home because you're only paying for the house itself and not the land. So I'm mentioning this one because it was today's worst performer down by around 12%. And that's after raising $200 million from investors, which it will use to grow its business. And of course, it is quite normal, as we mentioned, once a company does do raising like this, a capital raising to see its share price falling on the day. And Austell 
12% lower. This is the big ship builder. It uh, has returned to profitability, making about $12 million. So an, an improvement on uh, the loss it made a year earlier. But that seemed to be very much overshadowed by a 7% drop in revenues and also uh, revenue expected to come in at the lower end of its prior forecast. So the reason behind the decline. Let's look ahead to next week. So we are going to get another truckload of company earnings being released. Not quite as busy as this week, but still quite busy. Mm -hmm. We get the likes of Coles, Zip, Flight Centre, Harvey Norman, plenty others. Woodside, exactly right. And there's plenty of stocks trading ex-dividend as well. So after companies release their profit results, um, some of them will decide to pay dividends to investors. And the cutoff for who's going to get paid that is called the ex-dividend. So that can actually be a weight on stocks. One of the big days there will be Wednesday. Telstra, Woolies, Fortescue Metals are all trading ex-dividend on one on that day. So it wouldn't be surprising to see some declines on uh, midweek. We also get an update on inflation, how we did over the course of January. That'll get a lot of eyes on it. Yeah, and that's out on Wednesday. And a day later, that's going to be pretty big as well. That We get an update on retail spending, which shows us how much we all spent at the shops last month. And then also some figures on how much businesses are investing too. And the big one over in the US will be the most closely watched measure of inflation by the Federal Reserve. And that'll be the PCE deflator, Ryan's favourite. Yeah, that's on Thursday night. So that's always a fun one. So we'll talk about that next week. But I hope you have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll do this again on Monday. Can't wait to chat on Monday. Have a lovely weekend. Ciao, ciao. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.